This is it. Uh, welcome to the show. It's just gone eight minutes after two o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Welcome to the show. My name is Penny Libiani. This is Love Life and All Things African. So we're going to touch base and uh, sort of like kind of remind you of uh, some of the stories that uh, we're making headlines when we last had a chat since this new week has kicked off. Played you Chad uh, earlier on there with a lovely, lovely track. They had him in the studio here, apparently hanging out with uh, Timothy. Morris, yes, and uh, I saw a tweet there, Timothy, going on about how Chad is the John Legend uh, of SA. So if you love music, I'm sure you uh, enjoyed that and you can get a, a podcast of that uh, as well. But right now, you can be part of our conversation by giving us a call on 0861 555 We're on Twitter, it's cliffcentral.com, and of course, our WeChat official account is cliffcentral, and Facebook as well is cliffcentral. If you like uh, Instagram, we're also on Instagram. Uh, thanks for joining us. All right. I guess the, the big one when we last spoke was a, a story coming out of Nigeria uh, with that whole thing with uh, TB Joshua still going on. Families uh, with, you know, still waiting for um, their loved ones to be repatriated back to South Africa. Uh, these are the deceased. Um, and uh, latest coming out of that and over the weekend is uh, that um, the Sunday Times actually reported uh, that um, TB Joshua has sent a team of team to South Africa to deliver money, anointed water, and a maize meal uh, to the families of those killed uh, at his guest house, which collapsed in Nigeria last month. But now the question some were asking was like, really was it people who came all the way from Nigeria to come and do that? Or was it just uh, locally based people who were just uh, doing that work? Well, obviously, just to remind you, the guest house of the synagogue Church of All Nations collapsed on September 12th, claiming uh, the lives of 116 people, 84 of them being South African. According to Kirsten Nema, rather Kirsten Nema Tandani, a former president of the South African Football Association and a fellow of TV Joshua's church, said several teams had visited each affected family. This is exactly what I was asking. Is it people coming all the way from Nigeria or is it locals uh, who are part of the TB Joshua Church? And there you have it. Uh, Kirsten Nemetandani, who used to be the president of Safa, is a member of this church. And anyways, he says, in fact, this is a second round of visits. They've been visiting families with whatever they need, school fees, um, uh, rent, groceries, toiletries. Those are the things that they've been giving uh, the families. The families are so grateful for the help. Uh, uh, he continued to say, we take the message uh, from the men of God that they must pray with him for the loss of their loved ones. We give them the anointed water to strengthen them. Namatandani said the church would continue to support um, the families. Meanwhile, of course, uh, the families are still waiting uh, for the bodies to be brought back to South Africa. There was a big uh, outcry of some of the headlines over the weekend um, about uh, the st- the condition of the bodies uh, in some of those mortuaries. South Africa saying the bodies are decomposing. The Nigerians saying, no, they're not. They have state-of-the-art uh, mortuaries and, you know, everything seems to be fine. And the Nigerians saying, no, the process, uh, you know, could move faster, you know, if South Africans uh, send the DNA, but South Africans saying no, you know, they want to test, the, they want to do the DNA themselves. Uh, you know, some South Africans say they don't have technology, and Nigerian says no, we do have the technology. So you don't know whether it's about the bodies now, or is it just a diplomatic spat uh, between two of Africa's biggest giants? Uh, one wants to prove that uh, uh, they are the powerhouse of the African continent, and the other also wants to say, well, you know, we've got the technology, we're well established and all of that, and suffer the poor families uh, whose uh, uh, loved ones are affected in, in all of this. I just hope and wish that they come to an agreement of some sorts. Are you a Klula fan? Interesting one. Uh, Klula fans teaming up with, Fra- with Air France. Uh, this one, it's in terms of like a partnership, which will add Air France code to all flights of Kulula domestic route network, enabling the single ticket issue and one-stop check-in and baggage transfer uh, for European passengers connecting to and from Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, East London, and George. Now, their passengers will also benefit from Kulula's reduced domestic pricing. This is a big one. Uh, you know, it's nice to always see... Um, 
um, local airlines, you know, getting an international status and, and doing some interesting things. And of course, for the passengers, giving them an alternative, especially if um, you look at the situation with SAA that seems to be stagnant over and over again, constantly asking for a bailout of some sort. I think they're still looking for one. Now, in terms of Kulula, they're saying that going forward, Kulula flights in Europe will be sold as Air France operated by Kulula.com, uh, similar to the likes of British Airways, which is uh, British Airways operated by Comair. And they're saying uh, Air France premium passengers will in the future also have access to slow lounges at OR Tambo, Cape Town and King Shaka International Airport. And of course, the two airlines are in talks to include the Flying Blue Frequent Flyer Program into the partnership agreement, making it possible for program members to accrue and redeem miles on the code um, to share flights. So that's a nice one for all you international flyers. Things getting exciting. Uh, Generations is kaput. You know, like it's finished. Uh, well, it's going to be back, they say, <laughs> 1st of December. But then there were just stories coming out uh, of, um yeah, I almost said the Eiffel Tower, but the Pelly Towers of Auckland Park as well. Uh, now, this one is interesting because there was st- rumors of like, uh you know, gen- uh, rather Movango Cast. This is another soapy little situation not being paid. So now they've denied a claims, that's the SABC, that the members of Movango are planning to go on strike after not receiving their September salaries. Now, the SABC confirmed that it had made a special payment uh, to the show's production company, Word of Mouth, owned by Duma Gandlovu, to allow it to pay the actors. So basically, people were not paid and these people were threatening to go on strike. And of course, rumors continue uh, to fly around of who's leaving Movango to join uh, what show and all of that. So interesting stuff. A big one uh, that um, I say was buzzing about was the appointment of the new Reserve Bank governor. Um, that's uh, Liseja Khanyaho, 49 years old. Uh, he succeeds outgoing governor Jill Marcus, whose term ends in November. That's November 8th. He was one of two and that um, of the deputies alongside Daniel Minele. Now, um, of course, the ANC said this appointment would ensure a smooth transition and that he was experienced and diligent. They believe that under his stewardship, uh, we will see an effective Reserve Bank that has always been key in the prudent facility management that has always generated impactful interventions. We'll see how that goes. And Ebola outbreak went crazy as well last week and it finally okay, it hit the shores of America because of some guy who decided to travel from Sierra Leone um, lying on his travel documents saying that he's never been in contact with anyone with Ebola and he ended up in Dallas and of course the Americans went crazy should have seen CNN some of the headlines should we stop flights coming out of Africa that was one of the questions um, and then you know another one was like yes Ebola uh, you know originated from South Africa and then it became a little madness on Twitter Americans versus South Africans obviously we all know how ignorant uh, they can be over there but Spain became another country that uh, also uh, got affected as a nurse in Spain has contra- uh, contacted Ebola, becoming the first known case of transmission outside of Africa. Uh, the woman was part of a medical team at Madrid's La, po- La Perez Calo, uh, the third hospital that treated Spanish missionaries Miguel uh, Pereira, 75, a priest, and Manuel Garcia, the age of 69, who were repatriated from Liberia and Sierra Leone and who died in August and September, respectively. Now the nurse began to feel ill on the 30th of September, but did not go to hospital until Sunday when she was admitted complaining of a fever. So Spain as well, uh, gone on Ebola let there. So far, I think it's about five people. We take a break and we come back.
That's how it goes. John Legend and Radio Unscripted. This is Cliff Central. Of course, uh, they're all of me. I still can't decide if I like this version or I'm just so hooked on the original uh, that I can't decide. Uh, it'll have, I'll have to hear this over and over again. Then I can uh, decide if, you know, I want to go with that or not. Now, the 10th of October is um, International uh, Mental, uh, World, World Mental Health Day. Yes, and uh, joining us on the line uh, from South African Federation for Mental Health, uh, we are joined by Fatima Sidat, who is the program manager uh, for SA Fed for Mental Health here in SA. Um, Fatima, thanks for joining us and welcome to Cliff Central. Hi, thank you for having us on. Thank you for chatting to us. Uh, firstly, let's talk about how South Africa uh, observe this day, the 10th uh, of October, and the challenges that we faced around uh, mental health as a country. You know, there's so many pa- um, challenges that we do face, but also we do have good aspects. Um, so uh, the Department of Health has published and has implemented the work, um, it's called the Mental Health Strategic Framework for 2013-2020, where they decided to implement um, different processes to increase services for mental health care users. And if we look at the state of mental health in South Africa, we will find that there is a huge gap in services for mental health. And it's very difficult for people to receive treatment because usually psychiatry is in specialized hospitals or very big provincial hospitals. So they have to travel from their small communities and, you know, cost of traveling and um, getting to a hospital is quite pricey and often people don't adhere to their treatment because of these yeah, let's let's talk about that that huge gap. I mean, obviously, you know, when we look at like you know rural areas and and small towns as compared to like you know um, established um, towns and 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 and, and suburbs, uh, then obviously then that just begs, brings in the demographics of the country uh, that you know in in previously uh, you know black townships, so to say, uh, people are struggling to access the services. And what are these services uh, that they should be accessing that maybe other parts of 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 our communities. Uh, in, 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 in more advantaged areas are uh, having access to. Yes, and uh, with this uh, mental health policy framework and strategic framework, um, the government wants to implement a um, service where people can receive any type of psychiatric assistance at the community-level clinic mm-hmm. or primary health care facilities, which makes it easier for these people to get the treatment they need. Mm. Um, but uh, then again, what what service uh, services is only one aspect of you know what mental health is about in South Africa. The other aspect is stigma and discrimination and the lack of knowledge about mental illnesses. Mm. You know, um, a lot of us have misconceptions about different types of mental illnesses, and then we get the other place where. You know, for instance, a person living with schizophrenia um, experiences illusions and hallucinations. Mm. And communities then see this as a calling or something. Yes, from the yes, 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 that's true, yes. And, or and it's some, yeah, they call it some spiritual thing or, or maybe they've been yeah. bewitched and then they need to uh, have an ancestral c- ceremony done for them and things like that, yeah. Yes, or, you know, other, other communities will see as being possessed. Mm, or yes. Having some sort of spirit within you. Yes. And the lack of not knowing exactly what a delusion or hallucination is and it's related to um, schizophrenia mm. um, shows that, you know, we have these misunderstandings and we have misconceptions. And that's why World Mental Health Day is so important. Um, it helps create awareness but also about a specific issue or specific mental illness. Mm. Um, this year for World Mental Health Day, the theme is living with schizophrenia. So most of our information and awareness programs that we are running is around schizophrenia. And if you look at schizophrenia, it is one of the most misunderstood mental illnesses of all time. Because why, why is it so? It's because of 
you know, the way media portrays schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other element about, as I mentioned earlier, about the delusions and hallucinations and how they link it to other beliefs. What do you, what do you mean when you say how the media portrays as schizophrenia? How, how it, you know, um, the thing, if you look at, you know, programs, the TV, uh, you know, TV programs where they show people living with schizophrenia, mm-hmm. often it's more, it, it, it kind of indicates that it's a split personality, mm-hmm. whereas it's absolutely different from that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it has its positive and negative symptoms, mm-hmm. whereas positive is, is you know, your uh, delusions, your hallucinations, uh, severe cognitive impairments. And then you have the negative symptoms where you have this like, totally flat mo- mood. Mm. You don't feel like doing anything and you have such lack in motivation. Mm. That you, don't, you just don't feel like even going anywhere. And between these two symptoms, they are treatable with medication and with therapy. But you know, because a lot of people see TV and shows and they see it as a split personality, you don't totally understand what schizophrenia really is. Mm. Okay. Now, in in terms of like, um, you know, obviously the theme for this theme for this year, you said is as living with uh, with schizophrenia. Uh, in the context of 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 South Africa, besides the the policy framework, um, you know that you that you spoke about, what other programs are going on in different and communities, and how can people sort of like benefit from those and be part of them? Okay. So um, the South African Federation for Mental Health has offices nationally and we provide community-based services at these offices where you can come in and see a social worker and the social worker will be counseling and guide you to, um, you know, the necessary other avenues if there is a need for it. Then we also provide inpatient facilities. Mm-hmm. There are places where, you, where people diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar, mood disorder, depression, all different types of disorders can stay in the facility and they get, you know, the necessary assistance they need. We also have um, a protective workshop. We, you know, often we find people living with schizophrenia have difficulty being reintegrated into society. Mm. So these protective workshops serve as a stimulation place for them where we get like small contracts like filling spices or picking little things on cards and, uh, you know, little uh, small things where they can keep themselves busy and they do earn a small stipend. Okay, all let's... These, okay, go yeah, ahead. All these, all these facilities are available to communities. All they have to do is contact us and we, we can guide them to, to where they need to go to. Okay. Um now let's uh, let's talk about um okay in terms of like the programs you you've already highlighted that. Uh, let's talk mm-hmm. about the 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 impact um that uh, you know high profile case like the Shreen Diwani um Oscar Pistorius uh, you know earlier on this year which uh, there was a lot of talk um and questions around the state of uh, their mental health, uh, when, uh, you know, the, the incidents that they, they, they are, you know, going to court for, um, you know, where, how, how the issue of mental health was brought up, brought about. You know, did that positively bring awareness to the, you know, to mental health awareness? Or do you think it, you know, it, it, it create, it, it sort of like fed the, the stereotypes and, and the stigma? It, it had both benefits and like, you know, things that maybe did not benefit us. Uh-huh. The benefits were it helped us increase awareness. So we did a lot of public education campaigns where we, you know, shared information about generalized anxiety disorder uh-huh. and what are the signs, symptoms, and people learned about it and they learned about treatments uh-huh. and, and also where to get the help. Uh-huh. So it did help us on that aspect. The other aspect, the negative aspect, is that it's sort of, Mental, mentally ill patients are always associated with violence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at these cases, it's the same, you know, the same thing. Mm. Um, however, it also helps us by making people understand that, you know, yes, if you don't get treated early enough, it can have a greater impact on your life. Mm. And we, we try to get that awareness out. 
although yes, there is more stigma attached there because was- of these. Okay. So now in, I mean, also another thing that I, I think that came out, uh, you know, around similar time and of recent time is the impact of, uh, um, mental illness, you know, in, in, in the workplace, you know, issues around absentism, uh, presentism. I think that's another term, uh, that's being used and, and just people who, you know, are at work, but they're not effective and how that has, has a cost of some sort, uh, you know, to, to businesses and therefore, you know, our, our economy. How huge is, is the impact? It's absolutely huge. I, I can't remember the exact amount that mental illness does impact on the GDP of South Africa. Mm. But it's, I think it's a huge amount. And, um, yes, you know, um, people that have mental illnesses and they do return to work, their levels of functionality might not be the same as what it used to be. And workplaces need to sort of um, accommodate for the changes and see how best they can use this person to, you know, to be as functional as they used to be and effective as they used to be. Mm. Um, there's also another aspect where people just, because it's such a huge stigma attached to mental illness, people don't speak about it. And uh, because of that, they sit quietly and they carry on doing their work and they don't share what they're going through, mm. which has a huge, you know, absenteeism, um, lack of motivation, all of that has a huge impact on a person as well. Mm. And in, in uh, the end result is that a lot of tasks haven't been met and, you know, levels of functionality and achievement are also very low. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, what would you say to generally to South Africans needs to, to, to understand as, as we wrap things up and then where can people go uh, for help? Okay. They are more than welcome to call us. Our numbers are 011-781-1852. We have a website. It is www.safmh.org or they can email us on info at safmh.org. Um, and from there, we can see and assess and help a person get the treatment and help they need. Okay. Um, okay, so they can get in touch with you guys uh, through, um, is it like a, do you guys have a toll-free number or something like that? Uh, we do not have a toll-free number, but it's only the landline that I did mention. Okay, all right, all right. And then. I also would like to mention that we are having an online Q&A on World Mental Health Day with regards to schizophrenia. You can ask any questions you'd like to ask. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is email us on info at safmh.org and we have a panel of experts, a psychiatrist, that will be answering these questions. Okay, so where will the Q&A be? Is it a Twitter Q&A? How will it work? Okay, um, because of... You know, a lot of people find it difficult to open up over Facebook and Twitter. Mm. We've decided to go the email route. Okay. So all you do is you email us, and then on the 13th of October, we will upload an infographic with questions and answers that we receive. Okay. And, yeah, and we'll distribute that because a lot of people might have the same questions. Okay. All right. All right, great stuff. Thanks very much for chatting to us, uh, Fatima. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch as uh, we try to highlight as much information as possible uh, around issues of mental health. Thanks for the chat. Thank you for having us on. All right, great stuff. We're coming back and we uh, continue. We're going to be joined by a very interesting uh, new age couple uh, in the studio. We're hanging out with the booths. So stay with us. Firm. I'm not back, my popular demand I'm back, sauce is running to my fam Who were like, damn, verb When you could drop another jam With more lines than an architect Got another plan I'm like, yep I got knowledge on the pad For the scholars And if rap is a college, I'm a grad I posted on Twitter Hope they're following this track And I don't just dribble like out of doctor But like Shaq Box over the jab When I punch a line Unless you're trying to start a fight I wouldn't bother trying to match You in the booth, the lottery gag Proofs, you probably whack Lines to show you I'm the truth Like a polygraph 
The Zodiac star sign is my autograph. Give it a sec. Once you get it, then holler back. Trying to connect you to these lines like a starter pack. For all your Xerox rappers trying to copy facts. That's why I don't write hooks, I write books. I don't write hooks, I write books. And you listen. I don't write hooks, I write books. I write thoughts of an author, not a musician. I said I don't write hooks, I write books. I don't write hooks, I write books. And you listen. I don't write hooks, I write books. I write thoughts, I'm an author, not a musician. I don't just write, I let the pen get to know the page. I don't just rhyme at any events on I own the stage. I don't just inspire you to rise, but to grow with age. I don't just stimulate your mind, but your soul will change. I don't just spit heat upon lines and similes. Now I spit even sometimes soliloquies. I don't just rhyme in a beat that got this heat. Now I spend time in these keys like I was Swiss beats. And I don't rock on stages and arenas. Now I rock at stadiums and cathedrals. And I don't rock to turn haters to believers. Now I rock to turn failures into achievers. And I don't rock for the favors or the features. I don't rock for the papers or the readers. I don't rock to be famous either. I only rock cause I'm raising leaders. Believe this. That's why I don't write hooks. I write books. Huge difference. I don't write hooks. I write books. You listen. I don't write hooks. I write books. I write thoughts. I'm an author, not a musician. Yeah. I don't write hooks. I write books. Huge difference. I don't write hooks. I write books. And you listen. I said I don't write hooks. I write books. I write thoughts. I'm yeah. an author, not a musician. That's why I'm up the fourth right thoughts quite sharper than a sword fight. Rocking up a torch quite dark enough. I brought light. Into the booth, so remarkable upon my spark it off the dome, you left the part of me I don't write. It's in my blood and my arteries, it flows like a part of me, it goes to my heart to beat more like logically this whole round is intellectual property, like a game of monopoly for your mind. I stay sharp like I'm shoveling a gold mine. Raise the bar like I'm fathering my own child. I aim hard like my target is a bullseye. Plus my day job is the hustle and it's full time. A big thinker's dream with a good mind, fresher than a Listerine. With a good smile, all I need is a sinker lead. For this hook line, it's why they say y'all missed the mean, cause I would shine. So I don't write hooks, I write books. Different. I don't write hooks, I write books. You listen. I don't write hooks, I write books. I write thoughts, I'm an author, not a musician. I don't write hooks, I write books. Different. I don't write hooks, I write books. You listen. I said I don't write hooks, I write books. I write thoughts, I'm an author, not a musician. I write thoughts, I'm an author, not a musician. I write thoughts, I'm an author, not a musician. I write books. I'm an author, not a musician. Is that what he said? Okay, that's proverb. Um, you can catch him on Idols every Sunday with Claire, with Gareth and uh, the other guy and Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> yes, on that show. <laughs> okay, um, right now I'm joined uh, in studio. I call them a new age couple. Now they they made me explain what that means. Uh, hi, Matthew. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good and you. Thanks for joining us. Hello, okay. Sonia. Hello, Penny. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. When I do this, it means you must come closer to the mic. Okay. Thanks. I was like, wow, we're going to be hanging out with the booths in the studio this afternoon. What is that? Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. That was a little bit of a technical thing there. But anyway, guys, thanks very much for, for, for joining us this afternoon. Are you guys good? How's, how's Joburg treating you? Um, how's, how's, is it spring? Is it summer? It's spring. It's and spring. You're loving it. And you're loving it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joburg's always good to it's us. It's always good. My hometown, of course. Okay, you're enjoying it. Matthew, are you enjoying Joburg? Yeah, absolutely. The way that the three ladies are dressed in the studio, it's got to be spring, right? Yeah, it is. It's it is. very close to summer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's almost there. Okay, so now we're going to talk about, you know, love in the new age. That's why I called you guys a new age couple. And then I, I said nice things. Didn't I say nice things? What mm. this whole new age thing is about? Once you describe what new age is. It, I did describe. Did you? Yeah, so I said you guys are edgy, you're sexy, you with it, you're multicultural. And I don't want to say you're a multiracial couple. That's such an old word. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that over and over again. You're like, yeah, that's not what we are. We're more than that. I think I think multicultural is, is uh, more? you hit a spot on. Yeah, yeah. that's more it is. It's I think in, in, in South Africa these days you've got to stay clear away, yeah. away from the... The sort of race, race issue, yes. uh, color issue. Yeah. Do you agree, Mrs. Booth? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, so what, what we wanted to learn, and then I got to learn that you're an author as well. I was like, whoa, this is interesting. <laughs> I was like, I've known Sonia for as long as I have. I didn't know she's <laughs> written books. 
every, every everybody has a book in them. I mean, if you, everybody has yeah, a story to tell, true. so everybody has a book in them. It's just a, a matter of, um, you know, you having the chutzpah to yeah. actually putting pen to paper or typing out. All right, we'll talk about it. Matthew, have you written any books as well? Maybe about sports? No, no, my spell check is not working on my computer, so <laughs> Ex-footballer, you know, so it could be dangerous. <laughs> I work with an ex-footballer daily. I don't know if you know him. I work with Mark Hes- Heskins. Yes, that's yes. right. He, he spells pr- properly. I don't think yeah. spelling is a problem for most footballers. No, you, you get those ones that slip through the cracks that have actually got an education, you know. So he's, he's one of them. <laughs> he's very, uh, wow. he's very erudite and sort of, you know, he speaks very well. And unfortunately, my industry, um, as footballers, you come out of school. Mm. Sometimes you don't even finish school, mm. and uh, you get thrown in the deep end, you know. And you don't get a chance to do your tertiary, and it's also very much a stereotypical thing, you know. Footballers are dolphin. Mm. Yeah. So you're just messing around with us yes, about it because you're not tough. We know that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about life after 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 football. What have mm. you been up to? Yeah, myself and Sonia, uh, we run a, a trust, mm-hmm. uh, the Booth Education and Sports Trust. And um, so part of the, the trust is football clinics. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, been involved with that with ex-professional ex pro, footballers getting mm-hmm. involved. Uh, it's also, it also takes, takes on book clubs and spelling bees. So it's quite a wide range of things that we do. Um, I've also started to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you studying? I'm doing – well, don't hold it against me. <laughs> Um, I'm doing a political science through UNISA. Oh my uh, word, trouble. Uh, <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Politics of football. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to go there, trust me. Um, but it's, it's something which just caught my eye um, when I was looking through the prospectus, and mm-hmm. it's not something that I'm necessarily going to use. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something that I've always been. I mean, in this day and age, who who can't be interested in our in our politics? I mean, especially with the EFF <laughs> who keep walking out of of, of parliament. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I must say I'd look good in a in a in a red jumpsuit jumpsuit. You know, be very careful. This is tongue. a yellow and black building, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying anything. <laughs> hmm. It's just yellow and black. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, Sonia, so. Matthew is pursuing, obviously, uh, you know, he studies with uh, this political science thing and talking about the trust. Tell us a little bit about the trust. So what is your your role in, in this educational trust? Um, book clubs, mm-hmm. spelling bees, mentorship, mm-hmm. and um, the football clinics. Mm-hmm. Matthew is involved in mm-hmm. that, obviously, being a, an ex-professional player. But um, we do a lot together, obviously. We both founders and trustees of the of the trust. So let's let's talk about your love for words and this. I'm sure spelling bees and book clubs. And now that I know that you're a published author, uh, I'm like, shucks. How did, when did this happen? I'm like, <laughs> how long, when did this happen? So when did you fall in love with words? And and when did you actually decide you're going to put you know words pen to paper and 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 get into? I've, I've 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 always wanted to write a book um, mm. on on personal branding because mm. it's one of the my two majors when I did my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I took it upon myself and, and thought, um, let me do it. Um, that decision was in April. Mm. Um, the book is yet to be published, but mm. um, um, I'm finished with it now. You're finished with it now. So now when you when you look at, very interesting, um, when you look at like, you know, the, the space of, of branding in, in, in 2014, you're a former model, uh, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're a mom, uh, you know, married to a former footballer. So, that whole package is presented in, 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 in a certain way. In, for you, in terms of your own, you know, personal story, how did, how do you, how do you bring that in, in, into this whole book and this whole branding thing? No, I mean, obviously with me, I'm, 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 the, the book is based on, um, life experiences and also observing other brands out there and particularly super brands. Mm. I've always been fascinated, um, about how people have positioned themselves. Um, mm. but obviously firstly brand, uh, branded themselves, um, uh, fr- from, from the beginning mm. of when they actually, um, decide, okay, I'm taking myself seriously. I'm taking my career seriously. Mm. How am I going to package myself? And, um, it's, it's it's once it's out, then uh, you'll 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 see, I'll why, see it's why. Been, why it's been a passion for so long. What what's the title of the book? How to reinvent yourself and stay relevant. How to reinvent yourself and stay relevant. Mark, how have you been able to do that? I mean, it's 2014. You're an ex-footballer with a trust. You still. I mean, if you say Mark, if you say Matthew, people still go, Yeah, Matthew. I know Matthew. Yes, mm. Matthew's got something to say. How do you do that beyond uh, your playing days? Yeah, I think it's it's related to stereotypes, like you said, the package, you know, model, mm. footballer. Mm. Um, 
It's very, very stereotyped. So as if you acknowledge that it, that you are being stereotyped, then and you break out, yeah. you, you try to dispel that, okay. you know, and um, that's partly why I try to read a lot. Mm. Um, I've taken out my studies. Um, whenever I get a chance to to say something on the public platform, I try and try to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a constant um, way of trying to change the way people perceive you, mm. and uh, yeah, it's 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 a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Was it a um, you know something that I mean obviously when you guys first got together before you got married where you saw yourself where we want to go where we want to see ourselves ten years from now was it something that you were conscious of because I don't believe that people just wake up and find themselves where they are like ten years later if it was like oh by hook or crook maybe we'll be there you know <laughs> were there thoughts that went into it where where some of these myths that uh, you know Matthew's talking about did they sort of like bother you and say okay this is a channel this is a way how we're going to channel our lives because you also went back to school full time at some point right yes yeah yeah well, I, I did my degree full time yeah. like Matthew I don't have the, the, the discipline to yeah. do it by correspondence yeah. so I had to go back into the lecture room every day. Mm. Um, to, to answer your question, I mean, when we met, um, I think we, we, we knew that we were, you know, in it for the long haul. Mm. Uh, I knew what I was getting myself into, um, getting involved with uh, professional sportsmen, mm. uh, because we, we dated for six years before he popped the question. So, six. you know, so for your lucky number. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, up until the time that we actually got married and decided to have kids, I think we, we had made a decision that, um, we were going to be together and whatever that we were going to do, um, at some point, um, our careers were going to be aligned Um, but then obviously Matthew's footballing career having an expiry date Mm. because obviously he can't play soccer forever Mm. Um, and my modeling career having an expiry date um, we we knew that the main focus at that time was to give 100% support to Matthew's career Mm. and and knowing that um, the book that I've always wanted to write or the career that I wanted to get involved into um, in personal branding Mm. That doesn't have an expiry date. I can still do it when I'm 50, hopefully, mm. or 60. Mm. So the I'm focus sure was can. solely. <laughs> you just have to see her to believe that she can. I'm sure if you, I'm sure she decided I don't want to model anymore. They were like, Oh, please don't go. She was like, Okay, I'll come back when I want. Cause you can still do it. No, but the, the, the thing is to, you know, you gotta step down gracefully whilst you're still at the top, which is what Matthew did exactly as well. I mm. mean, he, he was still at his prime. Even the club are still phoning him to say, you know, would you consider retirement? Mm. But he's mm. made up his mind. Um, mm. The family has gotten used to the idea that he is actually retired, and mm. we're seeing more of him at home now. We're mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> not complaining. Yeah. Um, but um, so th- th- that that was the decision that we sat down and decided. Okay, no, let's focus on you and your career for a number of years, and then once you retire, the support now he's supporting me 100, mm. percent and it's it's working beautifully. That's the new age thing that I'm talking about because a lot of people are like, listen here, I'm the star here. Okay, we'll see how far this whole thing goes and then you just tag along. So this new age thing, thinking and way of doing things is not a now thing. It's like it was a part of, of your journey somehow, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And like Sonia said, we, we knew that it was going to come. You know, mm. So you've got to, a lot of footballers, a lot of people in the entertainment industry don't realize that it will end. Mm. So you, you first got to acknowledge that it will end mm. so that you can plan, you know. And, um, yeah, with regards new age, you know, um, thinking and ways of, way of yeah. doing things. It's, it's more like, you know, you're, you're planning, you're thoughtful, you're insightful about what you do. You're just not haphazardly going with the flow and say, I think I'll see how it goes, you know. Sure. I'm Matthew. No, well, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. from, from a young age, I've always had a fear mm. uh, of, um, breaking my leg. Any of my career, what was I going to do? Mm. When I left school, I wasn't uh, sure about what I was going to do. Mm. So I've always had that fear, which can be a good thing because mm. it, it forces you to prepare and to plan. Mm. So in terms of like your partnership as well, is is, is that a, a, a space that you sort of like went into when you got together and said, this is how we're going to sort of like try and, and, and pursue our lives um, Support the importance of supporting one another, you know, throughout. Yeah, no, I think um, we we came to that agreement, you know, and we acknowledged that that it would be important for for Sonia to to follow me around and give me that support. Mm. I mean, what a beautiful wife! She followed me to Russia for six yeah. years. I mean, that you, you know, <laughs> that must have been interesting. She's she's got to love you if she's going to do that, you know. <laughs> How was uh, Russia? <laughs> sure, that was an eye opener. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, 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 it was, uh, um, it was very interesting, but, um, you, you, you learn a lot. Um, like I said, it, it, it opens your mind to a different way of life and, mm. uh, you develop a thick skin. I mean, I thought being a full-time model for eight years, mm. I had developed a thick skin, but Russia was a different ball game altogether. What, what forced you to, 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 to I mean, uh, to develop a full skin? You, coming from South Africa is already a diverse nation. Did you feel very, you know, exposed being a, a multicultural couple there? What were the challenges that you guys had to overcome? It wasn't just the cold. Yeah. yeah. N- <laughs> not necessarily challenges. Yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't call them challenges, but, um, imagine being as duck as I am and going to not your cosmopolitan city like yeah. the Moscow and St. Petersburg. Yeah. Where a majority of the citizens are well traveled yes. and, uh, well, um, uh, don't want to say well educated, but ah, uh, uh, well, uh, sort well, of like having a bit of an out, yeah, well, well clean away, well, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, but but then you end up in a in a small uh, city uh, called Rostov mm. uh, uh, for two years, and then going to a village of a million and a half uh, people mm. um, in Samara, mm. which used to be a close city, not. Uh, open to um, outsiders, mm. um, so it 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 it, it wasn't easy mm. um, to make friends. The language was a barrier as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, being the person that I am, I decided you know what, um, let's make do with the situation. At the end of the day, I've made a decision to support um, my husband, mm. and I'll stick it out, um, learn the language, make friends, and I ended up loving it. And I mean, you know, pick up. Picked up the language a little bit, so that that's a benefit. You you you, you can't you can't you so know. So you made uh, it work. Absolutely. How was it like for you um, at that time, uh, Matthew? And obviously, some of these experiences that she was having, because this was mm. for, s- to support you. Yeah, it was a little bit stressful in the beginning because mm. uh, she was still studying. So once she she finished her study, she was able to to join me full time. You know, mm. um, which was great. But I was always conscious of the fact that Russia. You know, it's, it's, it's quite similar to America where it's so huge and a lot of the inhabitants have never really traveled outside yeah. of the borders. And so a little bit ignorant about what, what happened. I mean, the explanations that I had to make to convince people that I was from Africa <laughs> was, um, you know, just that conversation where you would have, you would have been in stitches. I mean, because they wouldn't believe that a, that a white guy would be from, uh, could come from Africa. So uh, it was an education, uh-huh. uh, but I think more so for them. Than anything else as well. That's done for you. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this, um, uh, the book, okay, and and other projects that you that you guys are working are working on that you'd like to to, to share with us. So, uh, when is the book uh, coming out? We already touched on it's about personal branding. What sort of um, things are you bringing in into the branding space? Um, I, I actually can't even believe that you mentioned the book because I was not ready to you, talk about you're not the ready book. to talk about the book one, one, okay. once it's once it's published. Ah. If, if if you would, do you have a, do you have, a, do you have a, 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 a timeline for when the book will be ready? At end of end of October, the book would be out. Okay, is there a specific reason why end of October? Um, no, it just it just happened to be. <laughs> Just happened. It, it will be ready be end, ready. Uh, end of October, and, and I did not want to talk about the book until I had it in my hand. Do you do you do a lot of talks uh, already around um, that uh, subject? How will you will you be uh, supporting supporting? Well, you're, you're the first person that's talking about the book on yeah. on radio, okay. which was not meant to be, but I'll deal with you later. <laughs> Valesa, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about then. You were in a shoe business at some point. Yes. Okay. How how's that? Um. Still. Still. Yeah. Still. Uh. uh you know. B- busy with in in in, in, in on, on a smaller scale yeah. because I, I I sold I sold the business, but I'm I'm still consulting with the people that have uh, bought the business mm. uh, to do uh, what do you call it a uh, handover mm-hmm. um, of the business so that now I can focus. On the book, which we're not supposed we're to talk not about. Supposed to talk about. And okay, the okay. trust as All well. Right, what, what did you learn from, <laughs> we'll move away from the book. Uh, what did you learn from being in the whole design space and, and manufacturing? I mean, it's one of those industries that's facing a lot of challenges, um, in our country. You know, lessons that you've taken out of that. Uh, you know, it's always easy for people to say, Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But then you get into that and you really, really got in something. And I just always think that we never share what we learned uh, out of this always like, okay, I've moved on. What are the things that you, that you learned? You wish you knew. Uh, First of all, I mean, manufacturing is not for the faint hearted. No. Um, it's, 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 it's not as easy as getting, um, you know, machines, uh, set out and yeah. finding the right, uh, the perfect fit, uh, empl- employees that you would work with, mm. the right stuff that you would work with. Um, but, um, with, with, with me, um, I was lucky enough to have, uh, mentors and that I utilized, um, every mentor that, mm. 
that was available or made available to me. Mm. Um, but I would say that um, at the end of the day, whether the business fails or not, you should not even don't don't even let that mm. um uh, just uh, you, you know uh, uh what's the word deter um, you deter yeah. you from yeah. from getting into it because at the end of the day it takes a very special uh person with like i like using the word chutzpah because yeah. it takes a lot of that for you to actually start something from from scratch and people like that should not be discouraged i mean if uh, just because somebody else has failed at it doesn't mean you're going to fail the mm. only difference is that you need you need to learn as much as you can from the people that have done it before mm. and take the they less and apply them so that you, you 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 know you can improve. All right, Matthew. Let's talk about uh, you know your passions off off the field. You spoke about um, you know uh, uh, the coaching clinics and and all of that and politics a little bit here. So I just want to mess with you. What do you think of South Africa's Russia relationship? <laughs> oh, gosh. What the, the one the one trillion uh, the one, relationship? Well, yeah, you know the whole <laughs> nuclear thing and. Um, Breaks and all that. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just messing with you. Well, uh, look, I mean, um, <laughs> the the relationship's always been pretty close. You know, yeah. back in the day during apartheid, I mean, a lot of our politicians were uh, trained uh, near Moscow. Yes. Um, militarily, p- politically as well. So there's always going to be a strong relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether to deal with Russia on a nuclear level, um, I'm not so sure about. Uh, I think you just have to go back to the 80s and. You know, just think about Chernobyl, and that's enough to put me off, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think um, I have my doubts about whether we actually need nuclear. Uh, Even though it's for electricity, you don't think it's going to help. I think there's other ways. I think um, you know, privatization is a way is a way that we should uh, we should go. Oh, um, Eskom. Yeah, perhaps. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know. Real politician. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, we just wanted to, we just, we're really excited about this book. So we wanted to find out more about the book and of course how you guys do things. And here at Cliff Central, they're like, you know, this book is coming out. We want to be the first ones to talk about it. Actually, everyone thought that you already had a book. I was like, yeah, okay. I don't know if Sonia has a book, but let's just hear. I know that you're saying there's a new one that I take. There's an old one and I don't know about this book. Would you ever write Although, a book, Matthew? Yes, I would. And I'm, I was going to say, I think the one that I'm waiting for is her autobiography because she's got a hell of a story to, to tell. To tell, yeah. tell us yeah. a little bit about the story. Well, how, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I've got about five minutes. <laughs> well, I think we've, we've been thinking of writing a uh, joint um, autobiography, but certainly That'd her. That would be awesome. Well, yeah, it would be unusual. Yeah. Uh, but it's just finding the time. You know, I think we... Um, Without bringing up color again, yeah. um, we we were we were speaking to some publishers, and the first thing that they told us was that, you know, that only white middle-aged women buy books these days. So, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit. Uh, you know, so that was a bit of an eye opener. Uh, but it's quite <laughs> in- interesting because then we're seeing a lot of like you know young people writing books. Mm. You know, young yeah. people. I mean, you young people. You know, oh, young so people sweet. of our generation are writing books. So I'm think, I'm thinking things are changing, yeah. you know, um, you know, especially, you know, black Africans are writing books. And on the rest of the continent, people have been doing that. It's probably just, uh, you know, things have to really, really go bad. Yeah. And in our case, you know, you're from Soweto like me at, uh, Maponya Mall, the exclusive books, they're closed down. Uh, but the Spitz is the highest selling, uh, yeah, like yes, in the country. <laughs> it's the number one in the country. So, so we need to be able to sort of like flip yeah. that, you know, and I'm sure because you guys are passionate about sports and, and, yeah. and, and, and education, something that's also speaks, speaks to you. Well, that's one of the reasons why we, sport and education go hand in hand. Mm. That's what we believe. And I think, uh, kids of all economic backgrounds, all colors these mm. days, doesn't mm. matter who you are, where mm. you come from. They're generally not reading anymore. Yes. Um, so that that's something which we've tried to stimulate and encourage. Do you do that with your boys? No, we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a nine-year-old um, reads Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very few nine-year-olds who can do that because Harry Potter is not a it's not an easy book even mm-hmm. <laughs> as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he's he's read all the what do you call it, diary of a wimpy kid. Mm. He's got all 12 books and he's finished them. He's able to read a book in a day, mm. believe it. That's awesome. And his six-year-old brother mm. um, also also reads now. So we, we do encourage that and we read to them every night. Mm. That's that's awesome. Do you do, 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 do the reading as yeah, well? No, we're very traditional. You're like uh, the new age yeah. dad. Traditional. <laughs> traditional dads don't read for their kids. Well, They're like, no. I'm busy reading no. the paper. <laughs> 
No, he's a hands-on dad. Traditionalizing back in the in day. Mecca, they yeah. used to do that. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, no, it's very important. Um, it's, it's, it strikes a chord with your imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think reading is, is very important for all, all aspects of, of life. And it sets a fantastic foundation for you. So, yeah. The show's over. Can you believe it? It's three o'clock. Thanks, guys. Oh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matthew and Sonia Booth. <laughs> Sonia's looking at me like I've got the strange question that's coming away. I've got nothing to throw at you. <laughs> We're done. Shoot. <laughs>